Creative Coaching Podcast, where we bring together coaches, athletes, former athletes, leaders, and influencers. Everyone has a story, and my hope is that when you listen to their stories, you will be inspired and live your life to tell your story one day. Today's guest is Brian Fisher. Coach Fisher is an assistant coach at Western Oregon University. We talked to him today about working the right way, how everywhere you go, you can learn something, how to add value, and to always be learning and always be teaching. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and you look to get better every day. Welcome to the podcast, Coach. Thanks for having me. Um, really excited, really, really excited to be on with you. You know, really enjoy listening to your uh, podcasts and enjoy how you give a voice to, um, you know, everybody. You know, I think we can learn experiences from each one of us, and I uh, really enjoy how you high really highlight that with your podcast. Thank you, Coach. I, I appreciate you saying that. It's here again. I've said I'll keep saying it. It's very humbling because uh, you all. The coaches, I'm from Texas, so we say y'all all the time. But you all, <laughs> <laughs> but you all are the ones that uh, are make this. They make y'all make this thing go. And here again, I'm just a facilitator, and I love it though. Like it's one of the greatest joys I've ever had doing anything, uh, almost as much as coaching. So uh, I thank you for being on, Coach. So to start off, Coach, how were you introduced to the game of basketball? So I was introduced to basketball. Um, you know, my parents just really put an emphasis on me playing all sports and, and not pushing me one way on, on anything I wanted to do. Um, so they just kind of signed me up for everything I was interested in. Uh, I think about third grade is when I really started playing basketball. Um, you know, I played hockey, soccer, baseball, and and uh, basketball was probably the, the last sport I actually started playing. Okay. Um you know, and just it just kind of just kind of gravitated towards it. The the up and down nature, the fast pace, uh, just something you know I really enjoyed. I probably wasn't my best sport. I was probably better at at soccer and hockey, but uh, basketball was was kind of my love. And I, I chose in in seventh grade to to quit playing soccer and and just really focus on basketball and, and get ready to to go into high school and and be the best player I could be. So what was your experience as a player, Coach? So, um, you know, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't a good player by, <laughs> by really any stretch of the imagination. Uh, where I'm from in, in Southern California, we had, uh, we had four levels. So we had freshman, sophomore, JV, and varsity. Gotcha. Um, I played on our four levels, freshman year, freshman, sophomore year, sophomore, junior year, JV, and my senior year played, you know, one year of varsity. Um, and I, you know, was a good player fresh for the freshman and sophomore team. You know, I was a role player for, for JV and a role player for varsity and, um, ended up getting hurt my, my senior year. I, you know, got hurt in the middle of a uh, league play and tore some stuff up in my knees. So cut my wow. senior year short, but, um, you know, I, I was a role guy, you know, I, I would say if I was the best at anything, I had the best IQ. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I was, I was a glue guy, you know, I came in, uh, I understood my role and I, um, 
you know, I came in and just, it just did it to the best of my ability. And some days I played a ton of minutes and some days I didn't, I just kind of had to, to roll with it and accepted that as my role. So you were my uh, last two years of basketball. So you were kind of that guy that, that all of us want to coach, you know, you, you, you get your, you get your role. You're a glue guy and, uh, and you're learning the game while you're going and improving. So, yeah, I get what you're saying, coach. You're that guy. I mean, like, Every team needs that guy or a group of those guys even better. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah everybody wants the guy who can jump out the gym and do all that good stuff. But, you know, you got to have yourself some glue guys, coach. Yeah, I, I'd like to think I was, you know, I was a, a guy who was easy to coach. I never complained. And, um, you know, my parents taught me from a very early age to just kind of handle your business. And, yeah. And um, they allowed me to speak for myself. So if I had any issues, you know, I was the one talking to the coach. And I thought, I, you know, I thought that really encouraged me to be a really good leader. Yeah. Um, you know, along along with the IQ, I think another great thing I did bring was was leadership. So, um, yeah, I, I would agree with you. I was, you know, kind of that guy that now now that I'm coaching, I'm, you know, one of those guys that every team needs. Absolutely. Or yeah. like you said, a handful of them. Yeah. No, that's great, coach. That's great you take here again. You're walking into a situation this year there at Western Oregon where it's like you got to play your role. You got to be the best at your role. And you can bring here again that IQ, that determination, and still be, you know, you're going you're gonna to have to be coachable still, you know, to, to an mm-hmm. extent. So it's like that's good stuff, Coach. Uh, so who or what influenced you to go into coaching? Um. So my senior year banquet, um, one of my assistant coaches kind of pulled me aside afterwards and asked like what my plans were for college. I told them, you know, I applied to basically every state school in um, California. And, you know, if I got into both San Diego State or Cal Poly, I was going to Cal Poly slow. I was going to uh, decide between those. And he told me about being a, a student manager. And my high school coach, um, his name was Christian Aran. He was coaching for um, Double Pump, which back in then, and, you know, was a prominent AAU team in uh, Los Angeles. And um, so he knew people on each staff. And my assistant coach, Ryan Moore, um, really got that ball rolling and, and said, hey, if you're interested in coaching, it's a great, great way to get your foot in the door. You still get to be around basketball. And, you know, I, I have a younger brother and sister who um, both play, play basketball. My sister's still currently playing at Cal State Los Angeles. Um, so I was working out with them a lot and kind of, you know, training them. So that was kind of got my wheels spinning. And then um, I took, took Coach Moore up on his offer, and he got the ball rolling on being, being a manager at San Diego State. That's great, Coach. So your time there at San Diego State as a manager kind of grew while you were there and it evolved into to, to more than just a single manager. Uh, so what, what did your time there as a manager, you know, what did you pick up in the profession during that experience? Oh man, my time at San Diego state, you know, I tell, I tell everyone, um, you know, I wouldn't trade that experience, you know, for anything, you know, I, you know, I would have loved to been a player in college at some level, but to be a manager and to have the experiences I had um, and learn what I learned is second to none. I mean, I really, you know, I really just kind of picked up, um, you know, what really goes into the job 
you know, the day-to-day aspects. Um, you know, I learned, I was a grunt. I mean, as a manager, you're a grunt. You're, you're the lowest of the totem pole. Um, so you have to work for everything you get. And my last three years, I was the head manager, um, traveling to every road trip and, and really develop those relationships. And those were just, it was a testament to how hard I worked. You know, I didn't join a fraternity. Um, I gave up going home during winter breaks and, you know, I just put my head down and I, and I grinded and it really taught me about how hard you need to work to make it in this business. And, and, and also the work the right way, you know, my, the staff at San Diego state, I mean, they're, they're one of the all time greats. Um, from top to bottom, you know, I was blessed to work for coach Fisher, who is a legend. Yeah. And then, you know, be there with, with coach Dutcher, coach Velasquez, Matt story of the ops guy, yeah. uh, coach Hudson, who's now the head coach at, uh, Fresno state, Tim Shelton, who is an assistant at Fresno state. It was around some great coaches, but more importantly, great people who really taught me how to do things the right way. And, you know, how to, uh, I think the biggest thing I learned from them was how to get the most out of your players. Um, by having them respect and care about you. Wow. That's huge, Coach, what you're saying right there. Because uh, respect, man, that's hard to get nowadays, quite honestly, uh, because guys can come and go at their leisure. And uh, to gain guys' respect and then, in turn, kind of a loyalty, uh, how far that loyalty goes, who knows. But the fact that you, the fact that you have that and can foster that, man, that's big time. That's really, really good. So from, from your experience there, learning from all those, you know, kind of mentors, you know, and all that, what was your time as operations guy at Northern Arizona like? What, what did you learn during that, that experience? Um, you know, my, my time at, at NAU was um, fantastic. I mean, obviously, you know, it allowed me to continue to be relate, build relationships. And then, you know, one of which was my head coach now at Western Oregon, coach Piper, um, you know, a big, big thing from obviously that was, it was becoming the assistant at Western Oregon. And that was just solely based on, you know, my relationship with him. Um, but, you know, I, I think it really taught me how much goes into the behind the scenes yeah. um, of, of college basketball. There's a lot more, to it that you know your average fan or if you're not immersed in it um you know doesn't see from from budgeting from academics from you know as adobo i was you know handling all of our incoming guys getting you know facilitating with them with academics getting them enrolled getting them into school their housing you know uh and then i was doing scheduling you know community liaison um you know, scheduling in terms of practices, in terms of our games, you know, uh, facility schedules. Um, you know, I really learned how to wear multiple hats yeah. and how to prioritize and, you know, kind of, and, and balance, you know, I couldn't dedicate too much time to one thing yeah. because I had so much responsibility. So I learned how to prioritize and really make the most efficient use of my time. Yeah. Um, you know, and then on top of that, you know, I, I continued to learn, you know, from the basketball side of it too. I mean, I was, I was really engaged as a manager um, on the recruiting end. I, I tried to help in recruiting as much as as much as I could when I was at San Diego State, and 
you know, I tried to be up in the office almost every day and, and soak up knowledge from them. And I think that just kind of even amplified more um, at NAU. You know, I'm a big believer in everywhere you go, you can learn something um, and take something with you, whether it's taking something you, you want to incorporate or, you know, something that, hey, you know, it may not be my favorite thing. I think I have a, a better way or there's a better way out there to do it. And I think, you know, I just, I learned, um, I learned that at NAU. I learned that, you know, there's more than one way to, to do things. Yeah. And there's more than one way to be successful. That's great, Coach. I like what you said right there. More than one way to be successful. There's not like a, uh, a formula that everybody has to use. Uh, there is, you know, certain non-negotiables, uh, things that you got to keep under control and, and build culture and all those things, but it doesn't have to look the same way for every program. And, and that's great, Coach, that you learn those type of things because I think that's the value of every experience for every manager, every Dobo, especially from that perspective, like you talked about, kind of prioritizing things, time management. Uh, it's not for the faint of heart. A lot of guys feel like, oh, I'd love to – I'd love to be a college coach. Okay, well, how about a Dobo position? You know, we'll, we'll circumvent the GA. We'll, you know, well, let's get you right as a Dobo. Okay. Oh, yeah, that sounds great. Let's go. When do we start practice? Like, no, no, no. You're in the office. You, got, <laughs> you know, you may not see the court today. you got a lot of things to oh, take yeah. care of behind the scenes, like you said. And so I think, yeah, it's not for the fan of heart. And it definitely, like, I, I, I think, you know, if you could, Coach, kind of give uh, maybe some advice to guys who are thinking about you know, how do I, how do I get into this game here again, either as a manager, a GA or, or Dobo as well. But what would you say to, to somebody who's, who's aspiring to be at that level? Um, I would just say first, I mean, you have to be ready to work like that. That's like the bottom line. It's, you know, being a manager at San Diego state, I was around guys who, you know, shared similar aspirations that I did. No, I was a manager because I wanted to coach. I wanted to get something out of it. So yeah. because of that, I put everything I had into it. Um, and then when I was around guys who, you know, just kind of wanted to be around and, and, you know, those guys have their value too. But I would say if, if you want to break into coaching, you have to be ready to put everything you have into what you're doing. And, yeah. You know, it's it's not going to be glamorous, and you have to be okay with that. You have to be okay with it's not always going to – it's it's a thankless job being a manager. And, right. you know, like I said, I was I was part of a staff um, at San Diego State that treated me like family. And, wow. you know, people – and those relationships I still have today. I mean, I still talk to those guys, um, you know, f frequently. And I can walk back into that office and – you know, be treated the same I was, you know, when I, when I was there every day. And, um, but at the same time, I mean, you're, you know, you're expected to do things and you're expected to do them at a high level. So if you're not ready for that commitment, then you have to reconsider, you know, I think you have to reconsider, you know, what your goals are, but if you're, if your goals are to break in and you're ready to give everything to that, then, you know, you have a great shot at being successful. And you just have to, you know, you have to leave a mark. You have to add value yeah. to, to where you're at. You know, if you leave a mark and you add value, people are going to go to bat for you and they're going to try to do everything, you know, they ha they can to help you. Like when I got to NAU, a big reason, you know, why Coach Murphy hired me was because of 
what Coach Fisher told him when he called, what Matt Soria told him, what Coach Velasquez told him, um, you know, all staff members at, at San Diego State. And, you know, I, I think that was because I tried to add value with everything I did there. I tried to do something, um, you know, that just really left a mark and, and left an impression in a good in a good way. So, Coach, you talk about adding value. Uh, that, that's so key uh, because I think everybody's looking for value when they join uh, an organization. They jump into a program. They're like, okay, what can I get out of this? When your mindset has to be, what can I add to this? And even if you have the most humble approach, thinking, oh, I'm just going to kind of, uh, you know, uh, find my place, find my voice, uh, you still have to have the mindset of, I got to make a difference. I got to set myself apart. Maybe not that you're competing with anybody, but you're competing with yourself every day to get better at what you're doing, every day to be more efficient, like you said. And uh, and that's great, Coach. I, I really like, you know, kind of the, the idea of adding value uh, for those who are kind of thinking, oh, I'd love to be a college coach because, man, what comes along with that, I get to have my own bio on the website. That <laughs> sounds like fun, you know. Can't wait. I know what it's going to yeah. say already, you know. Stuff, stuff like that. I think you know you got. I, mean, I, 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 I won't lie to you. Sorry to cut you off, but no I, you know I, I won't lie to you. It, it's a gr- it's a really good feeling. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, this has been a goal of mine, and and when I, you know, decided to, you know, pursue this, pursue my opportunity at NAU. You know, I told. I remember. You know, where I was when I found out I was I was doing this this yearly camping trip with my with my family and. Um, you know, it, it's kind of funny. I'm, I'm a, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a believer in like things happen for a reason. Yeah. Um, either good or bad. You know, something always leads to like what's meant to be. Yeah. And you know, when I I was going through a ton um, of no's and, and rejections when when trying to find my next spot after uh, being a manager. Um, I wanted to do the college. I wanted to do the GA thing, the video thing. I, you know, I knew that was my next step. And I, I would say probably to add, to add to your question about what you have to be prepared for and what you have to do, you have to be ready to, to get a lot of no's, a lot, a lot of no yeah. thank yous, a lot of, you know, I just don't think you're the right fit, you know, but it only takes one yes. It only takes one person to, to give you that shot. And then once you're in, it, it's, about, it's about how you do things and how you go about them and adding that value you know, but, um, you know, I, you know, I was to, to circle back to what I was saying though, but I was, you know, I was camping and, and I drove down and, um, got a, uh, you know, I didn't have any service. So I just happened to drive down. I was, I was really nervous and, you know, wasn't sure if I was going to get the job at NAU or not. And I hadn't heard uh, when I was supposed to hear. So, you know, I started putting a thought in my, my mind that I, you know, wasn't going to get the job. And I, I happened just to drive down the hill to get some service. And, you know, I, I had no messages, no missed calls. And I said, you know what, like, let me grab something at this restaurant right here, give it 10 minutes. And as soon as I sat down to, to eat, boom, I got the call that I was got, that I got the job. Wow. And, you know, to, to the point you know, I was making is, it's a good feeling. You know, I, I told my brother that night, I was like, I'm not, I'm not supposed to be here. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a kid from this, from the suburbs in a, in a town in Southern California that some people know of and some people don't. And, <laughs> you know, I wasn't a good high school player by any means, but I busted my butt and yeah. 
I worked really hard with the opportunity I was given. And thankfully, I had really good people in my corner that were willing to go to bat and put their name on the line for me and help me get where I was at. That's great, Coach. You're giving credit where you feel like it's due, uh, one, to your hard work, and two, to the people who went to bat for you. That's that's so key because when none of us get to where we need to go in and of ourselves and by ourselves, unless you're minted, which most of us aren't. And uh, you know, <laughs> exactly. that's a whole different story. But, yeah, Coach, great stuff, man. Always kind of giving the credit where it's due, and I think that's very important for us uh, as coaches because we teach that to our players to kind of give credit to their teammates. You know, we put guys in interviews and we're telling them, hey, mention your team, please. Don't just get hot, you know. <laughs> you know, look, look the interviewer in the, in the eyes too, because you're always looking, Absolutely. looking up in the stands, like who are you looking for? And nobody's there, and and always saying, yeah, man, yeah, man. No, address if it, you know, address them right, address them properly, and so yeah, we we uh, we practice what we preach, coach. Like you're saying, giving credit to all these people, uh, man. It's just a great mindset to have, coach. So kind of going down the line of what you've done here again as a as a manager, as an ops guy. What during that process, you know, I'm sure people had a lot of things to tell you, and some of it being, you know, sweetness, and some of it being kind of sour. Uh, so, how do you process feedback or criticism? Um, you know, like we talked about, I, I look at every opportunity as, as something to get better. I'm by no means perfect, and you know, I've always been open to feedback. I mean, I encourage it because. I want to grow. I want to be the best person I can be and the best um, I can be at whatever the task is in front of me and whatever my job is. And so when people, you know, say I didn't do something up to par, you know, I, I want to know that. And because it, it fuels me to get better, it fuels me to, to do things the right way yeah. and not to find the shortcuts in anything. Um, you know, so I, you know, I, I take criticism or, you know, feedback, both positive and negative, you know, with, uh, with, with open arms. And I, I but I think that the thing about taking positive feedback is you can't get comfortable. Yeah. Because, you yeah. know, if someone can tell you that you're doing a great, great job, but you can't let it let you get comfortable because one, then, you know, you're going to see your quality of work decrease if you get comfortable. And two, if your goal is to advance, you're, you're not going to, because then you stop adding value. You got to always wow. find ways to w- make what you're doing the most efficient and make it better. You know? Yeah. Um, so I think, I think that's kind of how I approach receiving, you know, feedback and, and criticism. Efficient and better. Good stuff, man. Like that's a, uh, you know, great approach because I think we're all, we're all looking to, to improve. Right. And sometimes we're looking at, the bigger picture, like how can I, you know, do this, that, and the third when it's in the small things, like efficiency. How do we do things more efficiently? How do we, you know, kind of hack this thing? And sometimes it's not a hack. Sometimes it's just like stepping back and saying, where can I be better? And where can I be more efficient with either time, resources, whatever that looks like? And and then just executing those ideas. So good stuff, man. I, I really like the way you put that. So, Coach. No, I appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, sorry, just to add one more thing to kind of what you were saying is, um, you know, we practice what we preach. And, you know, 
uh, in coaching, I mean, you're going to give feedback. You're, you, you know, maybe not necessarily criticized, but you're always teaching. Yeah. You're always, you know, correcting and, and helping your players improve. And you want them to take it with an open mind. You know, if I don't like a, a play a player makes and I'm trying to show him film and show him and correct him and, and you know, help him improve, I want him to take that with open ears yeah, um, yeah. and not be shut down. So I can't be that way myself. You know, I can't yeah. shut down when someone is, you know, trying to help me improve. Yeah. Curl up in a ball and try to hide, uh, you know, exactly. some, some guys, man, I do that physically, but man, I tell you what, nobody is around. I bet they would. Uh, but here again, that's just, you know, kind of the nature of, of human beings sometimes is just, uh, you know, either you got it or you don't. That's why, that's why I feel like everything you're explaining for, for listeners out there who are saying, man, I really want to be a, a coach at the next level or at the college level. Uh, and you got to know what you're getting into and you got to know that it's mm-hmm. a feedback industry that you'll thrive. You'll, you'll have to thrive off of it. Otherwise you're going to curl up in a ball and you'll be MIA. Literally, you're not going to want to show up. And, uh, you know, it just, it just brings too much reality to it. But it's good. It's good for those who are listening to hear those things. So, Coach, what do you feel like you're bringing to Coach Piper's program this year? You know, given all your experience, how you feel like you're going to add value? Um, you know, I think I think the first thing um, I'm bringing is, is just an energy. You know, I think you know there's there's nothing more exciting than your first time to officially be on the floor. Yeah, and um, you know that energy, that excitement. And, you know, I think, you know, a big reason, you know, I'm bringing loyalty. Um, you know, I'm very, very loyal to the people who, you know, have helped me through this way. And, and you know, Coach West, Coach West Pfeiffer, you know, not more than giving me, you know, my first shot. And, you know, when he first, um, you know, when he first offered me the job, he told me how much he believed in me. He told me how, you know, he thinks I have a real chance to, to do something, you know, special, um, in this business. And, you know, that really resonated with me and, you know, for that, you know, I'm just, I want to work as hard as I can to help him be successful to help be, um, a great ambassador for Western Oregon and, you know, to continue the history of success that, that they have had. And, you know, we're going to, you know, so I think I bring that, I think I bring, um, you know, really, you know, strong um, ability to create relationships. I think, you know, that's a, you know, personally, I think that's a good strength I have is the ability to be myself and create genuine relationships. I don't try to be anyone I'm not. Um, I'm very comfortable with who I am. And, you know, I, I have a lot of learning to do as, you know, as a person, like I said, I'm always learning and especially as a coach, but I'm very comfortable with, with who I am. And I think that allows me to build genuine relationships. And I'm a big believer in you can't coach somebody until you have a real relationship with them. Very true. You know, yeah. And, you know, just players, just, just, and, you know, especially, you know, just, um, you know, is, is in today's age and, you know, relationships are so key. I mean, it's no secret how many transfers are going on and, and stuff like that. And, you know, and, so, some are, you know, from not having a relationship, some are just wanting a better opportunity from themselves or, you know, some, you know, whatever it may be. But I, I really believe you can't, you know, you can't 
coach someone until you have a relationship with them. Yeah. And um, like I said, I learned at San Diego State very early how to get the most out of people by having the best relationship possible with them. That's great, Coach. So so many uh, nuggets, if you will, there that I think uh, all of us listening can really, you know, here again, apply it, reapply it, however you want to do. Go back and reflect on how important relationships are. At the human level, you know, obviously, like being a genuine person that goes a long way. But one thing I like what you said, Coach, you, you mentioned earlier, always teaching, and then you said always learning. That's important, you know, because we got to grow as people. Can't, you know, stunt our growth by thinking that, uh, nah, they, they know, they know, uh, <laughs> they, they get it, they get it, uh, I get it, I got it, you know. We, <laughs> that, that gets so many people in trouble because your assumptions, well, there's a saying about assumptions about them being the mother of something. <laughs> But I'm not going to. Oh, yeah. They're not going to repeat that. But <laughs> and it's and it's true, man. And so I think that's uh, it's always wise to be vigilant when it comes to always having to teach and always having to learn. I think it's just great. So, coach, you know, you you go down the line having been a manager and and an op, ops guy, and there's a lot of time that's taken from you. Uh, you know, given where whatever situation you're at in life at that point, and then even now coming in as an assistant, getting on the court. Uh, what have you sacrificed to be where you're at, coach? Um, you know, I think, I think for me, it's, you know, self, I think it's like selfishly, uh-huh. um, I have, you know, obviously I've sacrificed, um, time away from my family and, um, you know, and, you know, Tom away from, you know, making, you know, creating different types of, you know, memories with, with people back home or, you know, my, like I said, my sister's still playing at Cal State LA. I don't, you know, I haven't gotten to see her play. I've seen one game in her two years at Cal State LA. Um, You know, I don't get to go home all the time for holidays, but I say selfishly because honestly, those are, you know, those are sacrifices I'm choosing to make. There are people behind me who are making much more bigger sacrifices to allow me to pursue this. Gotcha. Um, and I think that's where the real sacrifice comes. You know, my, my parents, um, you know, have done a lot to help me chase this dream. At my first two years at, at NAU, um, I was actually technically a, uh, a like a, somewhat of a graduate assistant doing up stuff. Yeah. Um, I was getting my tuition paid for, getting my master's paid for, which was, you know, unbelievable. And, but I was not getting a stipend. So my parents helped me, you know, with that month to month income, um, you know, my, you know, my brother and sister, you know, I've sacrificed not having their big brother home through high school and, um, you know, and college and and growing up as, as young adults. And, you know, I'm very close with my family. So that's something that has been, you know, hard on both of us. And then, you know, my girlfriend has sacrificed being away from her family in California. You know, we moved out. To, to Salem, Oregon together to, uh, you know, allow me to, um, you know, pursue this dream of mine, something I've dreamt about since I was a freshman in college. And, you know, she, you know, having the faith in me and then the trust in me that, you know, this move and, and this is the right thing for, you know, not just me, but for both of us. And, you know, so I think, you know, those people have sacrificed a lot more than I have because I get to do what I love every day. That's great. Yeah, I get to go yeah. in and, yeah. and coach basketball every day. I, I get to do what I love 
Um, and you know, it's not without the people behind me who are sacrificing in my, you know, my eyes a lot more than I am because I, I chose this route. I knew what it meant. Yeah. So I, I love everything you're saying there about others sacrificing for you and your awareness of that other awareness and then your self-awareness to give them credit for what they're sacrificing. And I think it ties back to what you said uh, initially about, you know, your role now with Coach Pfeiffer and that you want to see him get his vision off the ground and his culture built. And I've always had this idea that uh, as we work to help other people kind of see their vision come to fruition, somewhere down the line it'll be paid back to us or paid forward to us, however you want to look at it, where somebody will help us build our vision. And, and I think that comes here again with your family. Your family's helping you to fulfill and chase your dream. And so that, that's, it's just all, man, it's all like uh, relative. It all works together. It all, you know, just good energy, everything. And, and I think that's uh, what you're explaining. And that's great, Coach. It's, it's the healthy environment, healthy relationships that you're building. That's good stuff. So, Coach, you know, you, you talk about your support system and how, you know, everybody's done these things for you. And so, you know, here again, you, you seem like you've got a good handle on what, who your support system is and how they helped you. But what have you learned about yourself, Coach, throughout your career? You know, we talk about different things that you've experienced, but where are those moments like after a game, you know, you, before you go to sleep, uh, as you reflect on, on everything you've kind of experienced, what have you learned about yourself throughout this time? Uh, well, just to, just to touch on something real quick um, about like my support system, you know, like you mentioned, you know, that my family and, you know, and those people closest to me, I mean, they're sacrificing a lot, but my support system, you know, also in, includes um, the real genuine relationships I've made in this business. Some of my closest friends um, are people I've met either directly working with them or just, um, you know, being around and being in the business. And, and I don't think without them, um, you know, being, you know, Ryan Moore, who helped me get off, you know, the ground, uh, you know, coach, coach Ben Tucker at UCSB, who, you know, was an assistant there my first year at, San, at uh, Northern Arizona. Um, and he really, you know, guided me along the process because, you know, we have similar backgrounds of being a manager, um, you know, coach Dave Velasquez at San Diego state and, you know, those guys that when, when I need tough decisions, they're, you know, they pick up the phone every time and they give me their honest opinion and, and help me decide which is best for me. Um, you know, I think it's really important to, to have that, you know, um, so I just want to kind of wanted to, yeah. to throw that piece in there. You know, my support system goes a lot farther than, um, just the immediate people who are helping, you know, like my parents and stuff, but, also those who, when I need guidance about stuff in this business, cause it's, you know, I don't have all the answers and sometimes I don't know what to do. Um, they're the first to pick up the phone and, and help me with them. That's a great coach here again, man. I love the way you're, you're kind of just going back and, and kind of not, you know, taking it like, yeah, I'm self, I'm a self-made man. I got here on my own. I'm just so good. You know, slice bread, watch out. I'm the next big thing. And uh, you're really, you know, putting things into pers perspective for people who are really looking to get somewhere in life, not just the coaching profession. And it's that relationships will help you. Relationships that are genuine will really help you. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. uh, support systems, everything, whether it's from your immediate here, like you talked about, or people that you've just encountered through life and really built with. And so uh, just very humble approach, and that's fantastic. So kind of go back, Coach, what, what have you learned about yourself throughout your career? Um, you know, I, I kind of learned, um, I think, so I think the biggest thing I've learned, um, you know, I, I was thinking about this question was, uh, I learned I don't have all the answers and, and <laughs> I, you know, I learned, I learned that there is, like I said before, there isn't more than one way to be successful. Yeah. Um, and I learned to understand that because I think my biggest flaw I had at my first year at NAU, um, was because I came from somewhere and we were wildly successful at San Diego State. Every little hiccup we had at NAU, in the back of my mind, I was like, well, if we do things like we did at San Diego State, we'll be fine. <laughs> but that wasn't the case. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, that was, that was an, like a, an immature thought yeah, that yeah. I had. And, and, you know, I did a lot of personal growing during my time at NAU. Um, and, you know, I, and I really learned, you know, we were successful in our own ways at NAU and we didn't do hardly anything that the same way we did at San Diego state. Yeah. And, you know, I think, I think that, that was the biggest thing I learned about myself was to learn how to understand that there's multiple ways to be successful. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and learn that I don't have all the answers, um, you know, I also learned that, that for me, like I said, I'm a very big relationship person. I think I learned that a lot, <laughs> um, through this process, Yeah. um, that relationships really matter to me and being a, you know, just, just a genuine and being who I'm, who I am. And, you know, I, I went through some phases where I thought maybe who I was, wasn't going to get, get me where I needed to go. And, and I learned, uh, that wasn't the case. I just have to be consistent. I can, I can never be too high and never be too low. Yeah. Um, I just, I just have to be consistent with who I am and trust myself and, and continue to work. And, you know, I, I, you know, I learned that I have, I've done a lot of growing, but I, and that I have a lot of growing still to do. Yeah. That's great. Coach growth mindset is always the best one to have when you're in any type of leadership and you're being, being influential on a day-to-day basis with young people, uh, especially our players that we look at. Uh, and they don't become a, uh, a means to an end. They become a pathway to lifelong relationships and people that we can lean on and can, they can lean on us as well. So, again, great perspective, great mindset, Coach. So, you know, every question, every end of the episode, I ask every guest this question. And even though I know, man, you're still young, you're still, uh, you've got a long ways to go. Uh, I think right now when we talk about, you know, a working legacy, it's something that we're working on day by day by day uh, because we know what's going to happen at some point, you know, just like the ball stopped bouncing, uh, we're going to stop stomping on the floor and, and yelling at referees and, you know, instructing our guys to get things done. Uh, so at that moment, coach, when, when it's all said and done, what would you want your legacy to be? You know, I think right now, um, you know, like I said, being so young, I think, you know, I think I, I sh- like, I want to leave a mark. I want to add value to everywhere I've been. Um, you know, obviously, I think if you do that, you're going to be successful more times than not. 
So I would like to say I really had, you know, had a, a really successful career along with that. But I think, you know, it just goes so much deeper. Um, you know, I want to I want to leave a positive impression on the people I interacted with yeah. at every stop I had. You know, when when they think back about, you know, Brian Fisher and, and his time at at whatever school, you know, I want to say that, you know, I left I left it better in some way or another than when I was there. And, and maybe that's, you know, not always correlating in wins and losses. I don't know. You know, I'm still figuring out how good I'm, you know, can be in this business. I'd like to think I have a chance to be really good, but I think I know something I know I'm going to be great at is, is just being a great person um, and being who, like I said, who I am. You know, I never want to sacrifice who I am for anything. Um, you know, and I, I, so I think that's kind of what I want my legacy to be. You know, I, I wanted to make sure I made a, a positive impact in everyone, um, especially every student athlete I interacted with. Um, you know, I think, I, you know, I want to build relationships that last longer than any time I was on campus. You know, especially, you know, I tell kids when I'm recruiting them, you know, I'm building this relationship with you to last far longer than your four years on campus. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think I just want, I just really want to leave a, leave a positive mark and, and added value where I was and, and, you know, in some way or another, you know, leave something better than it was before I got there. Coach, I really appreciate your time. I really do. I thank you for making the time. Uh, I know we kind of, we're going back and forth about when to get this thing off the ground and, and get together, but I'm glad we did it. Uh, you know, here again, it's about bringing value. And I know every coach that comes on brings value. You're no exception. Thank you for bringing value to what we do here. And uh, again, coach, I just thank you for your time because I know it's it, I know it's it's at a premium as you're preparing to move forward and get ready for the season. So I, I just thank you so much. No, you know, I appreciate I appreciate you having me on. Like I said at the beginning, you know, you really do give a voice to to everyone. Um, you know, and, and I was, I was really honored when you asked if I wanted to be on this because, you know, I've listened to every single one, uh, you know, one of your podcasts and some of my close friends, like coach Harris, a Dominican of yeah. California and coach Waterman Academy, they already been on it. And, yeah. you know, I'm listening and taking notes and, you know, I just, you know, I hope that whoever listens to, you know, this episode, you know, take something away from it. Um, again, either something they like, or, you know, maybe something they feel they can improve on. Got you, Coach. Here again, thank you for your time, Coach. I really do appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Creative Coaching Podcast. Know that you are appreciated. So please take the time to listen to us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. You can also follow us on Twitter at CreativeCoach47. Here again, all of this i thank you for please leave a rating subscribe follow leave feedback uh this is your platform so you know take ownership of it and here again you are appreciated so thank you